Really observing the people who was in my circle, that's a big thing. Like I was looking at, are you a liability? Or are you an asset? If you know I got a business, but you always want me to come out and spend money, you a liability. I mean, that's just that on that, you know? And just really accepting people for who they are. And sometimes that sucks because you can really have somebody that's in your corner that's a day one, but it's like, if they not helping you elevate and get to the next level, then it's like, it, it doesn't make sense, you know? How's it going guys and welcome to another episode of Secret to Silent Success. Today we have the one and only Bria Charlize. So we're gonna jump right into it, alright? You went from having that full-time job to quitting, I believe, spring 2019 yes. and going full-time into that entrepreneurial role. Mm -hmm. What type of sacrifices, what type of steps did you have to take to go from mm -hmm. that full-time job to making that step into entrepreneurship? Yes, so I had to take, uh, well, I had to make a lot of sacrifices. Of course, the main was financial sacrifices, um, but then also like your time. Being an entrepreneur coming from a nine to five, like you have that comfort, you know, like that check is going to come in every two weeks, you know. Entrepreneurship, you don't know when it's going to come, you know. <laughs> so it's just like I had to really like really put in the work to, well, really plant the seeds so that way I can harvest what I'm trying to harvest now and beyond. But the sacrifice I had to make really, like I said, from a financial standpoint, if you can't tell, I like to keep myself up. Yeah, so yeah. one of the hardest things was I had to really get clear on what was going to be my survival number. So my survival number, I wrote down like, what are my, my needs? Like, you know, those are the bills that you, that you have to pay for. So I wrote those down and then I looked at the wants, like the wants is nails done, different stuff like that. So I was just more so thinking like, okay, something got to go from these wants. So I think it's good sacrifices. It's temporary sacrifices to get to where you're trying to go. So sometimes you may have to miss out on that girl's trip or, um, the night out with your friends at Uptown, different stuff like that to get to where you need to be. So I would say it was worth it. Got you. So from that lack of financial security, sound like it was some apprehension there yes. going from that full-time nine to five to entrepreneurship. How did you overcome that initial apprehension and dive Ooh. on in? So I, I won't forget, um, it was April 19th. It was a Friday, 2019. Um, I remember it was the last day of my job and once I quit and I got into my car, I'm like, okay, so what do I do now? I just started getting really like overwhelmed. I was getting hot. I'm like, oh my gosh, did I make the right decision? I didn't tell none of my family members. I think I told like my best friend and like my other friend, Brooke. They were like the only two people that really knew I had quit my job. Like, mama, if you're watching this, I'm sorry, I wasn't lying. <laughs> but, you know, like I was telling my family I was going to work, but I really was going to work, like, but for my own business. So I would go to the library. I would go to like co-working spaces. So it's like quitting your job, I really didn't know what was to come. But then that's when I had to really tap into my word, because I'm spiritual, and tap into that faith side and really trust God. And I've been going so far, so. Gotcha, gotcha. So, as you said, you were going to the library. No one was forcing you to do that. No one was pushing you to do that. Where right. did that drive come from internally to 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 do that? Well, for, for one, I was, the, my bank account was dwindling, so I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I need to make some money. I mean, two, I feel like every great person or every leader or whatever, they always have a mentor. You know, like I had, I hired a business coach. I had a mentor which is a difference. Um, and so, you know, I was, they was helping me along the way, but then I always had that drive, like, okay, so 
what I did was like when I would go, I start writing down Mondays will be for marketing, you know, Tuesdays will be for content creation, Wednesdays for finances, you know, um, other days might be following up with clients or figuring out how I'm gonna find clients, you know, so I just had to get kind of creative. So that way I still set my alarm at eight at the, the latest. I still wanted to keep that routine, like just because I quit my job, you couldn't be sleeping in, eating hot Cheetos and Netflix and then chilling, you know, like you really had to, it's actually harder when you quit your job and you're working for yourself because you have to do everything yourself versus you could be on the clock at a nine to five, eating hot Cheetos and Netflix and you still gonna get paid. I mean, I don't know, maybe that's, maybe everybody do their job. a lot of experience in men's fashion right and I know you said that was kind of a happenstance take me through that how you end up getting into men's fashion yes so when I was at Nordstrom um, that was summer 2016 I started off as an intern um, and when I was there I just remember they put me in men's suiting and I was like oh that's not what I signed up for you know because they asked you your top three departments men's were one even in the top three for one let's just be clear um, but then I was like, okay, I'm gonna be in men's like denim pants, stuff like that. That's easy. You know, like I got a good eye for detail, colors, patterns and stuff, putting that merchandising degree together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I was just like, I don't know none of this. Like how am I supposed to know how a suit is supposed to be? I don't know how to size people, different stuff. So it was challenging at first because I was the youngest in my department and I was black. So I had all of those three and I was just really honestly defeated because I was, well, Kind of defeated, but a little intimidated because the people that that have been there, they've been they've been working in that department longer than maybe we've been born. So it's like, you know, when customers come in, I'm like, hello, welcome to Nordstrom. My name is Britt. Is is a boot here? Hey, is um Corey here? And I'm like, um, I can help you too. You know, so it's like they they've been having their regulars for a long time. Um, but what I did was, I had to talk with my mom, and she was just like, you already know. This is your your lane. This is your niche. She was like, the only difference is it's menswear and the product assortment is different. So when she was telling me that we was talking, I was like, that's true. So let me put my degree to use. This high degree I, I just paid yeah, for yeah. all these loans. <laughs> um, let me put that to use. Let me put my luxury retail experience. And then I started thinking, okay, well, I am a woman and I work with menswear. So let me put on these little Louis Vuitton Michael Kors dresses I used to wear with my heels. Because majority of the time, guys want to see the opposite sex. And, you know, I feel as though I'm pretty, so let me use my charisma a little bit to reel them in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I started, like, thinking like that. And then I started, like, really going over, like, the the um, the product assortment at Nordstrom. Nordstrom carries a lot of products that was sort of different from me working from, well, working at Louis Vuitton and Michael Kors and those other stores because they carry just that brand, you know. But working at Nordstrom, they had an assortment of brands, so... When I would get off, I would get on a website. I wanted to be familiar with Nordstrom.com because some of the brands are different from in-store. I was having the guys that work across the, in the other departments, I need you to try this on, baby, because I need to know how this is going to fit. You know, like, I'm a very inquisitive person. I ask a lot of questions. So, and I'm visual. And with me not being a, a guy, it's hard for me to be relatable to that guy that, or that client if I'm not a guy. So I can't be like, oh, yeah, those... 32-34s and the Nordstrom slim fit fit. How you know? I'm not even a guy. You get what I'm sure. saying? But I'm visual. I know he is similar to you, so I know how it's going to fit and compliment you, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry that was a long drawing. No, no, no. But so. what I hear from that 
is you make the most of those circumstances. Mm -hmm. It was an obstacle when you first got, hey, that's not on my top three. I don't know nothing about men clothing, but you then took the initiative to go out there and learn this this brand, learn this arena, and then put it to good use. Like, what was your thought process? What made you want to go and say, hey, I'm gonna make the the most of the situation and actually then became successful in, in, in styling men? Right. At that point, I was just trying to make money. <laughs> Money's a good motivator, though. <laughs> yeah, but at the time, I'm just being transparent. Like, I needed to make money. It's commission-based. You know, like, I'm in here with a whole bunch of dogs. And when I say dogs, I don't mean in a bad way. Like, they, they hungry. You know, like, they really like some sharks out yeah. there. You know, so I got to put my big girl panties on, and I got to come with it. You know, like, and I was just like, I have to step it up. You know, like, I can't be the, um, do you need help? I'm like, no, like make yourself known like hey i can do this just as well as they can do that just give me a shot you know so you talked about having a niche when starting a brand. So you have started a successful mm-hmm. clothing brand. Give me some tips for other people who may, it's a lot of people that want to go into fashion, who want to start brands, or who have started brands, but it hasn't taken off the way that they thought it would. What are some tips that you have have implemented that has been successful to get your brand up and running? Um, I would say, like find something that you really enjoy. I feel like sometimes people get caught up in keeping up with the trends where it's like you kind of get lost in the trends and you kind of lose your identity in that. I don't keep up with the trends. I do what I like and what I I know my target audience would like. So I kind of factor both sides in that. I go off with the trends. I do my trend forecasting and different stuff, you know, like seeing what the trends will be in the upcoming seasons, the colors, all of that. But a lot of that stuff, my inspiration comes from culture, you know, like music, traveling. I can be driving in the car and I see a tree and I get inspired by a collection. I want to do something like earth tone and like leaves and stuff like that. And it just comes together. So I always just tell people, do what you want to do. And I always tell them to like, stay the course. It's not going to take off like that. I want to become a household name and I will become a household name, you know? So that's how um, I look at myself. And I always tell people too, it's more so like a mental thing. And a lot of times I know we're working with other stylists and people that's coming up from a stylist perspective, you know, they get caught up in the creating and different stuff like that. But I always tell them you have to know the business. That's another thing. Um, You could be as creative. You could put all these fabrics and nice dope stuff and your marketing could be on point. But if you don't understand the business behind it, you don't know your numbers, different stuff like that. You won't stay relevant, if that makes sense. But because that's the biggest part. Like all that is, is cute on social media, but what are your numbers like? Are you able to reach your sales revenue and make a profit? That's the main thing. Cause if you're not making no profit, you're not a business, you're you just a, a hobby. There you, go. you know, so it's like, I don't know. That's just the way I think about it. Yeah, I'm gonna just leave it at that. Cause they're gonna be like, girl, <laughs> just keep going. But yeah. <laughs> so you talked about building a brand with longevity, mm-hmm. right? What is your five-year plan for your brand? What do you see your brand personally and for your clothing companies in the next five years? And how are you strategically working to accomplish those goals? Um, I honestly don't know, to be honest, because and the reason I say I don't know is when I set a goal for myself, I sometimes can accomplish that goal in two weeks. I can accomplish it in a few months, 
I could accomplish it in a quarter or a year. So it's just like, honestly, this is just my opinion. I try not now, I try not to put where I'll be in five years because I feel like I'm putting a limit to where I can go, if that makes sense. And honestly, I really don't know where I would be. You know, like things are changing. Like look at COVID. I had to pivot my whole business. So it's kind of hard to say where I will be in five years, but I know I'll be doing something great. There you go. And you're going to see me on the TV screen. And so <laughs> you just never know, you know? So I know whatever it is in the five years, it'll be something great. I'll be way further than where I am now. Um, and yeah, just continue to aspire and just have fun and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I do like what you said that mm -hmm. you don't want to put a limit on right. your potential. So what right. is your approach to goal setting, to making those leaps and success? What is, like, how do you approach that? I'm big on manifesting and the power of the tongue is real. So like I said, like when I write something down, I'm big on writing something down. When I get that idea, I always think of God is planting that seed in my head to do something, especially when I keep getting the same idea. So I'm like, let me write that down. And I'm big on speaking it out loud. Like how I said just a few minutes ago, I will be great or I will be on TV. You know, like I'm big on doing things like that. So I think that's what helps me like with goal setting. Cool, cool. So you talked about when you were at Nordstrom, how some of the other associates were older. They mm -hmm. were of a different race. What type of challenges have you faced, not only as a black female in the industry, but as a young black female in the industry? Whew. I feel as though like I've experienced challenges such as like age discrimination, of course, race with me being black and even gender. Um, being in the menswear industry, it's a very ego-driven it's um, a lot of men in that industry so with me being like fairly young um, they kind of look at me it's like what do you know you know and it's just like I may be small and petite and stuff like that but I'm really like I, I come with the heat for sure you know so I would say I, I've experienced those type of challenges um, but as far as like I would say just like the discrimination part, but not really like, I feel as though when people, they see me, they respect me or they give, I've come across a lot of good people, especially in my industry that's willing to help. Um, and even, I feel as though like I've experienced more positives than negatives, but sometimes you do like, when I go to like a, a trade show or something like that, they looking at me like, um, are you the assistant for somebody? I'm like, no, I'm the owner, you know, let me get my badge please, you know, so. Yeah, I just think like black women, we doing it, we doing the dang thing, you know, like we breaking <laughs> barriers and I'm like, hey, the sky's the limit. Well, beyond the limit, you can do anything you want to do. So, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, you talked about black women doing awesome things, breaking those barriers. I know you had a pop-up shop recently mm -hmm. where you invited a lot of black-owned businesses. To you, what's the importance of black enterprise, black equity, and black ownership? Yeah, so um, I always like to just pour back into other entrepreneurs and other small businesses and other black businesses, even from a styling perspective, I try to shop with my black owned companies first and then go to like the Nordstrom's and different stuff like that. Because I mean, hey, circulating that dollar and keeping it in a community is what's important to me because I would want somebody to do the same for me. Sure. As I continue to grow, I want others to grow with me. Like as, as I continue to climb up the ladder of success, like I'm reaching my hand back, like, come on, sis, or Come on, you know, like I want y'all to come with me. Like I'm not that type of person, so. 
Gotcha, gotcha. So not only are you doing things in the fashion area, you also are doing things in the nonprofit area. Can you mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about the Charles E. Whitaker Foundation? Yes. So the Charles E. Whitaker Foundation, or Charles E. Whitaker Jr. Foundation, um, is in honor of my dad, who was killed due to gun violence um, back in 2008. And I just created that in honor of his memory and to just have something that would carry on after I'm gone. Um, I was my dad's only child, and with wow. me being a girl, you know, like once I get married, I might not have my last name Whitaker anymore. Wow. Um, I would like to keep my last name with his, but I don't know. Worry about that when that time comes. But worst case scenario, if I don't keep my last name, I still have something where it can carry on from a family legacy on his side. And then my, my um, future kids, they can, you know, carry on their brand. Um, so yeah, so the nonprofit focuses on youth mentorship in Dallas, Fort Worth, Metroplex, and um, gun violence awareness. So it was just really dope to come together, and a lot of people can relate to gun violence more than what I thought. Because mm -hmm. um, most people think gun violence, they think homicide, but that could be suicide, that could be domestic violence. Sure. All of that can be factored into gun violence. So. We have some stuff coming up in June, so uh, make sure y'all get ready, okay? Year three, it's lit. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So, so in a recent Instagram post, mm -hmm. you talked about the importance of inspiring others. You said other people's life is dependent on your acts of service. We were just talking about the foundation, mm -hmm. and also what you're doing. You know, being a role model. So, tell me, how are you inspiring others, and how are you inspiring yourself? Um, I would say I'm inspiring others by just me being me, you know, walking in my purpose, figuring out, I have to, one, I have to analyze who I am. Um, one thing my daddy used to always tell me is always be Bria. Nobody can be Bria more than you can be you, basically. But that sounds good when you tell people just be you. But sometimes what I've noticed in this world, a lot of people don't even know who they are, you know, like, and that's adults too. So what I had to do, I had to do a lot of soul searching. I had to do a lot of, I had to really get um, isolated, not in a bad way, but really be in that solitude to really understand who I was as a woman, as an entrepreneur, you know, um, as a child of God. Like I said, I'm very spiritual and I had to really just hone in and tap into my word. And that really helped me develop what my purpose is. And I'm still figuring out what my purpose is. But I think by me just being me and a lot of people seeing my journey and seeing my testimony and me just being myself, I think that inspires people because people say they, they get inspired by me because they see me staying consistent. They see me like doing the things that I set out to do. You know, it's not even about looking cute. All, that's material stuff. Forget all that. I'm talking about like the heart stuff, the internal stuff. That's the stuff that matters. So. If I know I'm inspiring people and I'm helping people by me just being myself, being authentic, um, showing love, helping others, like what I said, like giving back, I know that I'm doing what I need to do um, on this on this earth, you know? That's what keeps me going, honestly. When I know I'm doing that and I'm seeing people act out on their purpose or I'm plugging them in and helping them with stuff and they're doing it, that inspires me to keep going. And my personal testimonies and trials and tribulations keep me going as well. Because I'm like, dang, I went through that. Like losing a parent at 13 due to gun violence and police brutality. You know, like that's a lot. A lot of people can't, can't like really hone in on that you know that can affect people for life but just seeing me persevere that that keeps me going because i'm like sis you done been through a lot
but you're still continuing going. You're not making excuses. You're not feeling sorry for yourself. Like you, you're continuously go. Even when I don't know, I ask questions or I'm just figuring it out. Just like all of us in here, you know, we just figuring it out as we go, taking it a day at a time. So that's just me. Hopefully, I answered the, that question. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. And 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 I, I think it's just important. Like you said, to find yourself. So mm-hmm. I was just trying to figure out what are you, what are some of the steps that you were taking to, right. to, to help find yourself? Um, like I said, just spending some of that time alone. Um, like I said, reading books, reading my Bible, um, really observing the people who was in my circle. That's a big thing. Like I was looking at, are you a liability? Or are you an asset? If you know I got a business, but you always want me to come out and spend money, you a liability. I mean, it's just that on that, you know, and just really accepting people for who they are. And sometimes that sucks because you can really have somebody that's in your corner that's a day one. But it's like if they not helping you elevate and get to the next level, then it's like it it doesn't make sense. You know, so that's a part of the solitude. You start figuring out like once you go through a lot of experiences, you go through life. You're kind of like figuring things out like, okay, well, I need to maybe hang with a different crowd or I need to be with people that's more like minded like me. Um, maybe I need to be, I need to, my significant other needs to have this or that, you know, it's like, even when it comes to guys, like from a romantic relationship, it's just like, we are not aligned at all. So it's like, that's a part of being in solitude and figuring yourself out. Like if I know I'm going up here and not knocking like a guy, but if he's still down here or he not doing it to elevate me, but I'm elevating him, that's no balance, you know? So learning that type of stuff it's like i really feel like those experiences kind of teach you that type of stuff so yeah gotcha gotcha <laughs> it sounds also a lot like priorities mm-hmm. to understanding prior and and you talked about even when you were sacrificing like hey maybe i don't need my nails but i do need my feet maybe i don't need the hair maybe i do need my lashes when you're talking about hey i don't have a consistent paycheck how do you prioritize what you need because i feel like a lot of times when you don't have those priorities, you can get really lost, especially when we're young and trying to start a business, trying to you know develop our professional careers. It's hard because our generations, we get so caught up in the social media, you know, and sometimes I'm victim of it, but sometimes you have to like quiet the noise. Like that's the part, like I said, go back to solitude. Like if you follow a lot of people that have a lot of stuff that you want or different stuff, sometimes you can get caught up in that comparison. You know, you like, Dang, why I'm not further? Why I'm not this? Why I'm not that? And we all have been, you know, guilty of this. Like, dang, when my business going to take off? When I'm going to get eight figures or seven figures? You know, and it's just like, it's a time and a place for everything. So it's just like, from a social media perspective, I only follow people that inspire me. Inspire me, make me laugh, and keep me, you know, inspired and motivated. And, of course, like, Close friends. Your passion. Yeah. Oh, okay. and, and fashion. I was going to say too. Passion. Yeah, fashion yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah stay yeah. trendy. Yes, yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, like, that social media, that will have people, I don't know, like I said, you got to quiet the noise for sure and find, like, a good balance and a good median and substitute things. Maybe get off social media for the rest of the night and read a book. Or watch, uh, I watch Nipsey documentaries sometimes, you know, during the day. If I just need a break, I'm like, instead of scrolling on social media, it's not giving me any substance. Like, let me get motivated. I may feel off today, you know. Or sometimes I go to my safe haven. My safe haven is my dad's um, grave site. And I like that because I get to connect with nature. And I don't have any distractions. I leave my phone in the car. I got my little chair. 
or read me a little devotion or a little book or I listen to music that we both like really enjoy growing up and I just get to like tone stuff out and honestly when I'm there I get my best ideas straight up my best ideas because I don't have any distractions you know so yeah um, a lot of what I'm hearing is delayed gratification right you talk about that social media keeping up with the Joneses and things like that how do you delay that gratification um i just be honest and realistic with myself like i'm just i just try to stay in my own lane when you stay in your own lane you mind your business drink your water <laughs> you don't have no issues you know it's like i ain't trying to be like him i'm not trying to be like her i'm just trying to be like bria you know like i just do me i just stay in my own lane like it's God got God made me unique for a reason. He made you unique for a reason. So don't do what I'm doing over here, and I ain't gonna do what you're doing over <laughs> there. You know, right. so it's like just stay in your lane, drop your speed limit, mind your business, and we good to go. So I feel like if the world did more of that, we'll be okay. But that's another story, another <laughs> Thanks. combo. Thanks. <laughs> La last thing for young black women out there who aspire to be a successful entrepreneur, what's one word of advice do you have for them? Um, I would say always be inquisitive, always ask questions. Um, never think a question is too dumb or anything like that. That's how you learn, by being inquisitive. Always be um, a lifelong learner too, like be a student of the game. I don't care if you in logistics, I don't care if you wanna be the next astronaut. I always learn something. You can learn from anybody. I can learn from anybody in the room. I don't care if you four years old or if you 44, 84. I can learn from everybody in the room because it's all about your perspective, you know? So um, I will always, that's what I would say. Be a lifelong learner, like be a student of the game. Um, and just find your, your lane, you know, like kind of piggybacking on what I said at the beginning, like, like be you, like, if you're an introvert, don't try to be an extrovert. Be, you have to be an extrovert if you have a business sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. but just do what you like. And people, if you're being authentic, being authentic to yourself, people are going to naturally gravitate towards you. Like, like myself, like my personality is like a magnet. Like people gravitate towards that. So it's just like, you just have to be you and people like that part. So yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. what I would say. Any, any, anything else you want to share? Can I get my social media handles? Yeah, you got, okay. it. You got it. So, <laughs> okay. so, 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 where can they find you at? You got it. Okay, so y'all can find me at Instagram. I am I A M Bria B R I A Charlize C H A R L I S E. So yeah, stay tuned, guys. Cool. Yep, that's a wrap. Okay, thanks. <laughs>